A terrifying haunting at a high school reminds us that even though we think someone's head has been cracked open, they might still be alive. It's very specific advice, but it might be applicable someday to you. And then we travel to outer space to try to figure out if we're a crewmate or an imposter in the popular game Among Us. But is the popularity of this very simple game natural? Or is Among Us actually a CIA plot to get us to vote out the unvaccinated? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. Hope you guys had an awesome weekend. We got a ton of stuff to cover, so we're going to get started right away walking into Dead Rabbit Command. Everyone get on your feet and give a warm round of applause to Colin M. Woohoo! Yeah, come on in, Colin M. Come on in and look it. He brought a guest with him. A super sexy alien, huh? I, if, you, if you guys are wondering what I'm talking about and you can't see the cover art for today's episode, for my birthday, Colin sent me a statue of a sexy gray alien. I gotta admit, I might betray humanity. For this level of alien booty, very, very sexy alien. I'm gonna make sure that she appears in our live streams coming up. You're like, please don't, Jason. It's bad enough just even looking at the photo. Actually, I don't know yet. Am I gonna take a photo from the front or the photo from behind? She's quite sexy. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't out myself as so much as an alien pervert. This is your first episode. But if you listen to the show long enough, you know that I'm truly an alien pervert. Colin, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't expose my fetishes, that's okay too. Just help spread the word about the show. That really, really, really helps out a lot. Now, Colin, let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the Jason Jalopy. We're going to leave behind Dead Rabbit Command. Drive us all the way out to Newport Beach, California. <laughs> Nice, leisurely drive down to sunny, sunny Newport Beach. Specifically, we're going to head out to Newport Harbor High School. Now, at Newport Harbor High School, there's a building known as Robbins Hall, and that's where we're headed. So put on your letterman's jacket, grab your backpack. We're basically pretending to be high school students where all these people walking around. Clearly, we're adults, but they have really bad security there. We're walking around, we go into Robbins Hall, and it's just a series of classrooms like most buildings on a high school campus would be. But Robbins Hall also is home to Lotz Theater. We walk in, we're like, oh, look at what great stage plays could be performed here. You could probably do some Hamlet. You could probably do Cats. They probably just do High School Musical over and over again. But we're walking around this theater, it's actually quite grand. A 700-seat theater. Now, in its heyday, this would be the place you'd go to watch a play and to sit in the sit in the cheering section, sit in the cheering section of the playhouse. But over time, it began to get infested with rats. There was rats everywhere, cockroaches everywhere. They tore the building down in 2007. It doesn't exist anymore. However, there was a time when it did. And when this theater was there, it racked up, like all theaters seem to, across the country, and I'm assuming across the world, Lotz Theater also had a ghost story associated with it. 
One day, these three boys broke into the school. They're like, it's our summer break. Woo, what are we going to do? Let's go to school. They broke into the school to drink, which I figure, you know, you're probably out of prying eyes, right? It doesn't say how old these kids are, but I'm figuring like teenagers, right? I don't think they're like third, third graders or anything like that. Three kids are sitting there drinking in Lotz Theater, and they're on stage. They're goofing off. It's dark, and they're drunk. This is a bad combination. Well, two of the boys fall off of the stage. This is actually kind of hilarious. I'm probably the worst person to talk about kids dying and becoming ghosts because I always find it so funny. These two teenage boys are goofing off on stage. They're drunk. They both fall off the stage and crack their heads open when they hit the ground. Now, stages can be fairly high. They're normally not like, you know, two stories or anything like that. But you're like talking about like, you try falling off. I have to defend these idiots now. You try falling 10 feet into a orchestra pit or just onto the hard ground of that front row of chairs. Both of these guys fall off and they both crack their heads open and they're both laying in the darkness going, we'll probably not say anything, right? <laughs> their brains are smashed. They're probably not talking at all, but who knows? They're laying there. And the third dude is so scared by what happens when he sees his two friends fall in the darkness and fall off stage and smash their heads into the ground. He takes off running. Not running to go get help. Not running to a payphone to call 911. He just just went home. He just went home. He's like, oh, well. Didn't tell anyone what happened. Well, a week later, so I'm assuming this story took place over winter, if it took place at all, right? I tried looking for news reports of this. We don't have a time period. We don't have any names, but a week later, the police are alerted to this incident. Somehow, I guess they're probably just, they're ready to go see the play. They're like, oh, I can't wait to go see Noises Off. They show up at the theater, and there's two dead kids there with their heads cracked open. Well, the ghost story goes that if you're in Lotz Theater, Sometimes you'll be standing there and you'll feel a cold breeze brush against your skin. Even with the windows closed. All the windows are closed in the theater. Do the- Most theaters don't actually have windows, now that I think about it. But anyway, they should have a bunch of carbon monoxide detectors. They don't have those either. But you're in the theater and you feel a cold breeze on your skin. You're like, oh, oh sure it's chilly. And then, that's not, that's, that's not typically paranormal, right? But then... You would hear the sounds of two boys. You'd hear the voices of two young men crying out in the darkness. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? It's a creepy story. I tried looking to see if there was any proof behind it. You know, do you know? How many times I type in dead kids into my Google search? It's horrible, right? I'm always typing in, like, dead kids really die in this high school. And sometimes I get a hit. Sometimes it turns out these stories are based on some sort of true event. This one, I couldn't find anything. And obviously, it's a lot harder when I don't have any time periods. But you figure, you know, that's pretty notable, right? (laughs) Two decaying corpses found in a... Theater, even after it's been demolished, the whole place was knocked down. The high school's still there, but this whole building was knocked down in 2007. You could have something to do with all the cockroaches and rats, but it was knocked down. You still figure, like, even they're like, yeah, we're building a new building here. (laughs) And also, did you know in the 1950s, two kids died here and rotted for a week? There's no news report of any of this. It definitely has some urban legend 
to it. What I find fascinating, though, is when I read it, was the idea of that third guy leaving. If you did, if I w- if you're drunk, you're a drunk kid, you're doing something dumb, and you see two of your friends suffer horrible injuries, I could totally see the third guy booking it. Because you're thinking, oh no, I'm going to get so much trouble from my mom. And not realizing that your two friends are slowly dying. You're not making a really informed decision. And I just imagined when I read that, because I was eating a bagel, I was at a bagel shop and I read this horrible stuff. I'm sitting there, I'm eating a jalapeno bagel and I'm reading this and I thought, dude, that would suck if you and your buddy fell and suffered some sort of horrible injury that you could possibly survive from, right? The story was just that they fell down and they cracked their heads on the ground. You can live with that. It would be a nice, nice story to party. Hey, how come your head's in two pieces? Well, you won't believe it. You could you could survive that, but you ima- I just imagine like these two dudes laying in the darkness of this theater and they hear their friend run out and they're like, oh, he's probably going to go get help. And as you're sitting there bleeding next to your buddy and his blood's like pooling and it's like making a bigger puddle of blood. And be happy, happy Halloween, guys. You and your friend's blood is like pooling together and making an even bigger pool. You'd be laying there in the darkness and after 20 minutes, then 50 minutes, and then two hours, you're waiting for your friend to come back with help and you're just laying there in the darkness going, where is he? Where is he? Like, I could, I could literally see that being somebody's last words, right? They're waiting for their friend to come back with help. And he never did. He never told anyone that this had happened. It's a terrifying story. I mean, like, really, when you step back, you, you put your bagel down and you think about it, like, I could imagine someone's only hope just ditching them. And you're you're just waiting for them until eventually you bleed out, right? Terrifying story, terrifying ghost story. We don't know how much of it's true. The theater's been torn down now. That has never stopped hauntings, though. We've covered stories. I always try to remember exactly where this took place, but there was a three-story building that had a haunting on the third floor. They ended up demolishing the building and building a two-story building, and you can still hear the haunting, but like you can hear it a couple feet above the roof of the new two-story building. So simply by demolishing the building, wouldn't get rid of the ghost if it happened in the first place, right? Like, I couldn't find any proof of this, but a scary way to start off another spooky week of the month of October. Colin M., let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the Carpenter Copter. We are leaving behind Newport Harbor High School. Take us all the way out to deep space. <laughs> Maybe maybe we're going to meet some sexy aliens. I don't know while we're up there. You never know what's going to happen on an episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. We're headed into deep space. Because we're about to board the ship known as the Skeld. That is the ship that is world famous among elementary school students world round. As to where the game Among Us takes place, or one of the maps, the Skeld is a ship. If you guys aren't familiar with Among Us, you guys are just waking up from a coma because you split your head falling off of a stage. Among Us is a video game. Among Us is a video game, and it's basically the movie The Thing in video game format. I guess there's also like card games or party games called like Mafia and Werewolves Attacking Me or whatever. Stuff like that, but Among Us is basically you have, let's say, eight people... You have six people who are trying to repair the ship, and then you have one or two imposters 
that are killing the other players. So it's kind of like a mystery game where you come across... I, I don't even know why I'm bothering explaining this. I think everybody knows what Among Us is. Anyways, the video game Among Us, it came out... This is a very interesting conspiracy theory because this is one of those ones that I... I think we can argue on the details, but there might be something here. I think we can argue not on the details. I think we can argue on the motive. But let's take a look at this. Among Us. It's a video game. It's about paranoia. It's about not knowing who to trust. Everybody looks the same. Everybody can act the same. But you have a murderer among you whose only goal is to kill off everybody and take control. But is there a darker conspiracy behind this game Among Us? It is one of the biggest games in the world. Is there something more maniacal pushing this game into the forefront? Was it just an accidental success like we see sometimes in the world of entertainment? Or was this government-planned propaganda? Let's go ahead and take a look at this new conspiracy theory that I just saw on the X-Board the other day. The theory is this. You had the COVID-19 pandemic really starting to hit the national headlines in March of 2020. I mean, I was in the headlines before that, but that's when, like, first it was like, oh, new disease, <laughs> whatever, how many of these pop up a year, too? Oh, I can't leave my house? Like, this is new. Like, I've, I've lived through swine flus and bird flus, but I was just, you know, like, walking around, <laughs> I was walking around eating pigs and eating chickens. But now I can't leave my house? Like, it really started making waves in 2020. And the conspiracy theory is this, is that the powers that be said, okay, here's the game plan. I'm so glad I'm not on YouTube anymore, because if I was on YouTube, I would just know this video would get, I'd get hassled with this video. But to Spotify, who also likes to rattle my cage, this is not my conspiracy theory, okay? Simply reporting on it. The powers that be, the government, the New World Order, the Illuminati, whatever you want to call them, said, okay, we've now done stage one. We've released this disease that we created. Stage two is we want everyone to get this vaccination. We probably should have started with promoting something like that. I don't know why we're waiting so long. But anyways, we've released this disease. It's all over the world now. Now we want people to take the vaccination. How do we get people to get a vaccination, right? We're having people put something in their arm that really they're going to be nervous about. It hasn't gone through long-term tests. So somebody in this powerful group of people said, how about we find a video game, specifically a video game. They This conspiracy says it, it wasn't about finding music or movies or predictive programming. They said, what if we found a video game that started retraining people's brains to... Look at other people suspiciously. And we use this game to start to program people to say the majority of people are the vaccinated ones who are vaccinated against this COVID-19 disease. And the people who don't get vaccinated are literal monsters who, by simply being around us, can kill us at any moment. In short, ladies and gentlemen, They'd be sus. And CIA and the Illuminati and everyone's clapping. So they decided to do this. They decided to take a video game to promote this ideology. And 
they happened to find the perfect one. They didn't, ex- they didn't, the conspiracy theory is not that the government created Among Us, is that they started looking for a game and the game they found was Among Us, which had come out in 2018. And that game has a really interesting pedigree. It was created by a small group of people called Inner Sloth. That's the name of their gaming company. It came out in 2018. It was an app and it was a total bomb. Like at a certain point, they're like, why are we, why are we even doing updates to this game? They were losing money on the game. I was reading this Wikipedia article, and they were saying, we had a, enough money in savings that let us keep going, but the game wasn't selling. We weren't making any money from the game. However, we had a super dedicated fan base. They said their concurrent players at any one time, back in 2018 when the game first came out, was only 30 to 50 people. They really, really liked the game, so we kept pushing updates and fixing bugs and stuff like that, but we're like, wow, this game is not taking off at all. And it doesn't until mid-2020. Now, the conspiracy theory is is that the powers that be found this game. They found a game that nobody was playing, and they went to Intersloth, and they said, we will give you the capital. We're going to give you this massive cash influx. However, we want you to make some changes to the game. One of those changes was that the original version of Among Us had no sound effects. And Inner Sloth, the company said, we didn't have sound effects because we didn't want to give away, like if something was happening in another room, if you heard the sound effect, then you would know that someone just got killed over there and you could run over there. So originally the game had no sound effects, which is funny because nowadays all the sound effects in the game are iconic. The theme song, the the sound of the doors, the sound of the killings, the heads getting chopped off. They go, we want you to put in these sound effects. That's one of the things we want you to put in the sound effects. And according to this conspiracy theory, the sound effects were, quote, MK Ultra audio bites. So these weren't just random sound effects that were being generated by the studio or they were getting to license or anything like that. These are actually given to them by the government. The sound effects, I, I guess, here's the thing. I've never heard an MK Ultra audio bit. So, I mean, for all I know, this is how they programmed Britney Spears. They made her listen to doors opening for hours and hours and hours. Who knows, right? But anyway, so that's part of the conspiracy theory that the sound effects are actually MK Ultra audio bites, which, I mean, if that's the case, then I guess they're using 8 bit sounds to do all this stuff. But. They promised Intersloth a ton of money. They said, listen, we want to use this game because it's all about paranoia. It's all about punishing the people who aren't part of the majority. Because again, the crewmates always outnumber the imposters. And it's the goal of the crewmates to vote out, to get rid of the dangerous people among them. That's that's why they called it that. Then you have that done, right? So they go to Inner Sloth and they say, hey, we're going to pay you a ton of money. Get this game fixed up. <laughs> put in some new party hats. And you need to put in these MK Ultra audio bites. The other part of this thing, because that's a super fascinating conspiracy theory, right? I don't know if it holds any water. Probably doesn't. <laughs> I read it on the x last night. A couple of people, we'll get to that. A couple of people talked about it too. But, you know, everyone's anonymous. Who knows? What's the truth? Interesting conspiracy theory, but that would only be half of it, right? You can have the CIA or MK Ultra groups or Illuminati or whatever create something. The question is, can you sell it? 
That's always the big thing. I see music videos all the time with full of like satanic Illuminati imagery. They totally flop. I can name artists you would have no idea who Ivy Levon was. You're like, who? Who? But I mean, if the Illuminati thing is true, her video's full of it. She has this video called Biscuit where she keeps talking about you going down on her. And it's it's there's there's it's the weirdest thing. I think maybe once a month I watch this video because it's so bizarre. The the video I'll get back to the Among Us thing, but Ivy Levon it's all full of like the satanic imagery, and yet every so often a little biscuit shows up with arms and legs like a egg McMuffin minus the egg, and it's dancing, and she's like, "Kiss my biscuit, kiss my biscuit." Kiss my biscuit. And I'm like, what? I remember when I first saw it like 10 years ago, I go, what in the world is this? This is like pure Illuminati. I might have even seen it on like Vigilant Citizen, which always goes over these music videos and shows all the Illuminati symbolism. But her, she's gone nowhere with her career. I mean, she's a lovely woman. Her music is fine. I don't necessarily want to kiss your biscuit. But like, she, you can put all this Illuminati stuff in that. You can have all this government-controlled stuff. If that's true. I mean, again, she could just really like being a witch and have this spooky imagery. Whatever. But it, what I'm saying is, like, you can create... If the government creates a product, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to sell. Doesn't necessarily mean people are going to buy what you have. So you need to do the other things. So Inner Sloth now has this... Allegedly has this infusion of cash from... These dark forces of the government. I know I keep using these words kind of interchangeably, CIA, and the powers that be. The next step is to sell it. But the game had been out since 2018. You couldn't really market it as a new game. People would know about it. So what they did is they really did the best thing they could do. They began to pay off streamers. They begin to locate Twitch streamers, and it's, it's not hard to locate, right? You know exactly where they're at. They're, they have channels. And you said, listen, we're going to pay you X amount of money, and you're going to play this game, and you're going to talk about how awesome it is. Now, that happens, right? That already happens. Other companies all watch Omrecker a lot playing games, and a lot of times he'll be like, hey, this company wants me to play this game. <laughs> and he's like, wee, this game's so awesome. You know, because he's getting paid to play the game. It's a, it is a way to advertise your game. But again, Inner Sloth had been around. This game was losing money. And then all of a sudden you have all these streamers playing it. And the idea is they weren't paying streamers to play it. Some other group was. And so in August, really, it was July, August of 2020 is when Among Us just skyrocketed in popularity. Everyone was playing this game. It was being played by all the major streamers. It became a hit. And the whole purpose of this was ramping up to the release of the vaccine. And it was all set up to brainwash people into not only getting the COVID-19 vaccine, but to hating those who don't. It's an interesting conspiracy theory. I just saw it pop up. It's not the only one. It's not the only one. It's funny, as I was getting ready to record this episode, I was talking to Saint Strand. He was in the live chat. We do the live episodes on Sunday. And he said that he had heard another conspiracy theory linked to Among Us as well. That it was all setting us up for the election, the 2020 election. Specifically voting people out. You know, what? the whole thing was to train people to, for you to win, you have to vote people out. 
So it's training people to go, I'm a, let's get rid of Trump, right? We got to vote him out. You don't win the game by voting people in. You win the game by voting people out. And so it doesn't matter what candidate we run against Trump. If we can program an entire generation of people to win by voting out, then we can win this election. These are all really interesting conspiracy theories, right? And then there's some less interesting ones. Also on this same post, someone said that Five Nights at Freddy's was designed to make people want to have sex with furry robots. Okay. See, now again, like, I don't know anything about that conspiracy theory. But again, eventually people just, it's, it's, whenever you look at conspiracy theories, they tend to get goofier and goofier the more you look at them. But anyways, the, we have two conspiracy theories here. The first one is, was Among Us designed to get people to not only get the vaccine for COVID-19, but to hate people who don't? It's a super interesting conspiracy theory. I personally don't feel it holds a lot of water because Among Us is a totally different age group of who was originally getting the vaccine or those first waves of vaccine. Like you couldn't, you couldn't design a game that would turn off boomers more than Among Us. And yet they did. Like, you know what I mean? Like if the vaccine was, if those first waves of vaccine were targeted at kids and teens and young adults when they weren't, they were targeted at people my age and older. Like you need to get, you need to get it now. Or you're going to die. Like, that was that first wave of vaccines. And it was all for, like, public service workers and healthcare workers and airline. I actually think the airline pilots thing came later. But in the beginning, it was like, if you work with the public, you have to get this. If you want a certain job with the government, you have to get this. And it was people who were so far removed from the Among Us game by age, by interest level, that I don't think it really holds water. As far as... That goes. I know nowadays that younger people do get vaccinated. But that's not the conspiracy theory. The conspiracy theory is that it was getting ready for vaccinations in whole. And I don't think that it did that. Again, that game was targeted so young. That I just don't get that. But... I think the conspiracy theory is interesting in... The, oh, and let, let me give Intersloth a little more credit, too. I was actually, like I said, I was reading about Intersloth. They actually did lay this out. They said, yeah, our game was not selling well until the streaming community took it. And they said, and really, it happened in Mexico, South Korea, and Brazil first. The streamer, he go, they said the game was always more popular in those countries than it was in the United States. Streamers in those countries started streaming it, and then late into the game, you had a U.S. streamer called Soda Poppin in July. He started playing it, and then other people started playing it. And I remember, I was watching the the Among Us stuff, and I was thinking, this is a really good game for COVID, because again, in July, August, September of 2020, people were still really iffy about being around other people social distancing what can you do schools were shut down and this was a game you could get on where you could be with your friends it was a social interaction game it was a party game so actually like watching the streams and watching these people have fun watching my virtual friends hang out i understood the appeal of it and i could understand why specifically kids and young adults you know teenagers were in on it because they their social network had been completely destroyed you had people still working and maybe they were working from home and stuff like that. But the kids, they had nothing. Their schools were all shut down. So I understood, like, from a social aspect, why the game was so popular. 
But going back to the conspiracy theory, I don't really agree that it was a push for the COVID vaccine. Because I just don't think the age groups line up. However, if we want to put on our conspiracy caps, it may be a push for something. Because it did come out of nowhere. And again, I was surprised to find out that the game was a couple of years old. Because that's very, very rare. That a game starts off a dud for two years and then becomes a huge hit. Just same, same thing. It's hard for movies to do that. It's hard for albums to do that. Unless it's like from a, an artist, like a classic artist, who put in an album that bombed in the 70s and then it's rediscovered in the 90s. Right? That type of stuff does happen. Or you have an artist like Meatloaf who blows up in the late 80s and then all of his old stuff becomes good again. Or not good again, but people go back and rediscover it. You have stuff like that, but there's usually some sort of spark. And sure, it could have been the people streaming the game in Brazil and South Korea and Mexico, but it's rare. It's rare that this happens. Not possible, but it's rare. It could be that the game is designed for something. Right? It, it definitely is something that I think some sort of other group entity would want to put its weight behind. But I just don't know what. I don't know what it could be. I do kind of like that idea that it was about voting somebody out. But even then, the game skews so young. It's not like that 7th grader is going to be like, well, I hope I get to vote this election. Because they didn't. They didn't get to vote the election. There's no doubt in my mind that a lot of our entertainment is funded by government entities or groups that have a unstated purpose to us. I mean, they know it, but they're not telling us. I do think, and you know, people could say this is a conspiracy theory. I do think, though, that there is a connection, there's a through line between the war movies of the 50s, 60s, and 70s, the war cartoons like G.I. Joe and Transformers and stuff like that, the 80s and the 90s, and then the first-person shooters of the early 2000s to today. I think it, I do honestly believe that the government encourages that type of media to be created and helps disseminate it to create the new generation of future soldiers. It's the reason why the U.S. government will work with Michael Bay to make a Transformers movie. You're like, why do they care? Yeah, Michael Bay has a bunch of American flags in his shots, but why are they giving him jets and a lot of this, a lot of the military in the Transformer movies, specifically those first three, are active duty military. Why is the U.S. military helping out these Transformer movies? Because it gets people to sign up. It makes war look cool. And I like those movies. I like G.I. Joe. I like first person shooters. I'm not sitting on a pedestal saying all this stuff is bad. I enjoy all that entertainment, too. But I also feel I know what the motivation is behind it. It's not just let's create some cool entertainment. I do believe the government does make those things and encourage those things to create the new generation of fighting soldiers, right? And, and among us, though, it would be a more sinister thing. I mean, I guess going to war and blowing up evil is pretty sinister, too, if you're on the other side. But Among Us is all about, it's not about, you know, G.I. Joe is saying the other is this terrorist organization trying to destroy peace around the world. Among Us is, you don't know who the bad guy is. Like, they want to blow you up, they want to take over the ship, they want to destroy peace as well, but they look exactly like you, they act exactly like you, until they eat you, and the main strategy of the game is to lie to your friend's face. If you're playing with your friends, which is the way the game, I think, is kind of designed to be played, 
people that you know very well, you have to lie to them and convince them you're not the imposter. So why would, if this conspiracy theory is true, why would the government or some sort of shadowy organization want to promote you lying to your friends? And I think the answer really is simple when you state it like that, is that I, I think every government benefits from a paranoid population. Not paranoid against the government, not Mel Gibson from conspiracy theory, but paranoid against each other. Right? If you can't trust your best friend, you guys are playing a video game and he lies to you and he tricks you and you lose, sure, you're just like, oh man, you got me. I totally believed you. But I think that does put a little wrinkle in your brain. I think it actually does, over time, make you trust your friend less. Because this isn't a party. I mean, I keep calling it a party game, but you know, a party game, I went over to some buddy's house a couple years ago and they had this card game called Secret Hitler. We sat around the table and we played it twice and then we went and like drank and ate chips and listened to music. People spent hours playing Among Us. Hours. Lying to people. Being fooled. Right? Being tricked by someone you trusted explicitly. Because before you guys started playing the game, you guys were talking about movies and stuff like that. And after you play the game, you guys are probably going to be playing Warhammer or something like that. But while you're playing that game two, three hours, you're being lied to and you're lying to people who, in any other situation, you would trust them explicitly. But now you're in a game where you're lying to them and you're trying to fool them. And when you succeed, you their trust level of you goes down. If it was a party game you played once a year, it wouldn't affect you. But if it's a game you're playing over and over and over and over, and you're getting better and better and better and better at it, it will change the dynamic. It may not even be noticeable at first, right? But over time, you would stop trusting your friend. And when it came down to something, when your friend said, hey, no, 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 you got to trust me, even though you know Among Us is just a game, you would think, mm, uh, maybe. And you may not even be able to connect to you. you may, I don't think you would logically say, well, listen, you're telling me to trust you right now, but you lied to me three months ago when we were playing Among Us. I don't think you could connect it like that. But I think it would do something to the trust center of your brain. And you would go, eh. your best friends would become less trustworthy. And you would become less trustworthy to them. Because the way to win is to become the best liar possible. So it may not be a conspiracy theory to get us to take the COVID vaccine, because that's done. That whole, like, that's pretty much done. Everyone who wanted the vaccine's gotten it, and it's pretty much over. The mandates are gone, everything. People don't even make you show your card now when you walk around. Like, that's over with. But the game's still running strong. The 2020 election, it's over with. And the game's still running strong. But a game that inspires you to not trust your neighbor, to not trust your best friend, and to also look at your best friend and lie straight to their face. You both deceive and are deceived. Build a paranoid society 
Not paranoid at the machinations behind the halls of power. Not paranoid at the conspiracy theories that threaten to control the entire world. But paranoid of the people who you spend every single day with. That doesn't just sound like any old video game. That sounds like a blueprint to slowly take over the world. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. <laughs>